Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. Hello, friend. Good morning. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, geez. We have that giddy sound of two people that are very happy to talk to each other and are also sort of tired and (laughs) by the state of the world, among other things. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this will record next week, a week from when we're recording. Um, And it's we've been on this summer cadence, which we were just saying before we officially started recording is both great to have a little space and also like, I just end up missing you, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's sad. I, I'm the same. I'm the same. And it's, you know, I'm a person who loves to have a little sort of spontaneity and flexibility and movement in my life. But one thing that I really don't like flexibility about is like, I want to talk to Christine every Thursday Aww, morning. Boo. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, I mean, the other, this is a little unusual week for me. I am on uh, on vacation from my consulting work. I'm still, mm-hmm. I, I'm staycationing. I'm not going anywhere, mm-hmm. but I'm just um, pleased to have a chance to just take it easy and mm-hmm. not be rushing and mm-hmm. help my kids with back to school stuff and mm-hmm. all that. Um, and, you know, we were talking about how it would be a good idea to do a fall check-in. Obviously the solstice is later this month, but, um, or the equinox rather, or maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Um, just thought it would be good to check in because we're at a point of transition and I would say my general state right now is I'm pretty frustrated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have referred to it on social media as my Delta rage funk. Um, Mm -hmm. and I also want to be happy and appreciate the small things around me and not exhaust my nervous system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Feelings, Asha, feelings. Oh, boy. Well, you know me. Feelings, that's my default state. Um, (laughs) uh, No, no, no. In all seriousness, I'm very glad we're doing this fall check-in because I do feel like, you know, when you say this is a period of transition, I mean, I think, as we all know, that's the understatement of the year. And I also think that, um, you know, many of us are living very different sort of 
lives with very different expectations than we did even, you know, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, with schools, you know, getting ready to start, it's actually even started for so many. All of this stuff, it's things have changed dramatically. And I think it's really good to just talk about it from this you know, perspective of you and me and what it actually looks like in our lives, both internally and sort of externally. Um, you know, I, I honestly, Christine, I, to me, this moment is a little disorient. Well, not even a little, it's very disorienting because it seems like externally out in the world, things haven't changed much. So people are still doing their things and still going to restaurants and still like the stores and, you know, and, but yet things have changed very much in terms of COVID and protocols and safety. Mm. So there definitely is a disconnect. And also, you know, people's behavior, there's a wider range of behavior this time than the first time around uh, when there were first lockdowns. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a whole new set of variables to juggle. And that is definitely changing things. Yes, yes. Um it, it Speaking is. to your exhausting your nervous system. I think that's what that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I wrote about this somewhere. I don't even remember now. But it's also been interesting because of this point of transition and things changing. I ha- I have just been doing a lot of editing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. been canceling in-person things, you know, speaking engagements, things where there will be a lot of people. And it's just uh, it's just it's challenging. But I, mm-hmm. as you said, I'm glad we're having these check in. I hope that, you know, many people say to us, oh, when I listen to you and Asha, it feels like being with close friends. And mm-hmm. I hope that if you're listening, that you just feel us seeing your experience and mm-hmm. uh, we are with you. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you can imagine us at your table with you drinking coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'm doing right now, Mm -hmm. drinking coffee. I think the other thing, too, is that, um, you know, each day is different, too. You know, so there are there really are days where I, too, am feeling that gratitude for small things. I really am feeling it. There are days when I am taking one step, you know, at a time and feeling a certain sense of acceptance and purpose and all of that. But, you know, Sometimes I just wake up and it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like there's a boogeyman around around every corner. And I think I think that's another thing to just say out loud that that the ups and downs within these weeks are are real, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll 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 talk about this more, you know, in the rest of the in the rest of the podcast. I mean, there's the other big elephant in the room here in my life, which is that I am literally days away from taking my youngest child to college. Mm-hmm. I am about to uh, live in an empty nest. And it's funny that that whole uh, empty nest phrase, I mean, I don't mean to sound all precious and literary about it, but it doesn't exact that that phrase somehow is not sitting well with me because it doesn't feel empty. But at the same time, I know that I am on the edge of a massive mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. And so that's also, you know, sort of contributing to my feeling of of both like, peace and acceptance, but also the strange feeling of dislocation. So that's just sort of a theme. Yep. 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 Well, let's dive in. I thought it would be, let's start with us. Let's make it about us. (laughs) I just thought it would be good to start with the self. I encourage everyone to start with self and evaluation. Um, I think right now, as I mentioned, I'm on this staycation week and I will say it has just been, I've still been doing some stuff, but it's just been um, really lovely to have kind of lazy 
not frantically running to meetings. My weeks are usually packed with meetings. So not having that. Um, I just finished an incredible book. I'll, I'll link it up in the notes. It's um, Hour of the Witch. And um, I didn't think I would be prepared to read a 400-page Colonial Times novel, but it was amazing. Um, and then, uh, Asha, have you heard of Netflix, on Netflix, The Chair? It's a Sandra I- Oh. I'm I am well uh, we have a Sandra O connection which I will reveal shortly but I um are you guys related no 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 no. I don't know her it's about tv (laughs) oh it's so boring I just no anyway yes I've heard about it I very much want to see it I feel like I am that's the number one thing on my list that I have not seen yet yeah well I hadn't um obviously uh she's wonderful and incredibly talented actress and Korean um and I actually just had a piece um, in the Boston Globe magazine about career jumping and leaving Mm. academia. And several people messaged me after saying, have you seen the chair? Uh, Because (laughs) it's all about being the first woman and person of color chair of an English department. And it's it's fantastic. So I've been binging that. And then actually, Laurel and I started binging Bridgerton also on Netflix. Mm. So I just love TV. I love watching TV. And uh, that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been dealing with some, uh, let's say intense interpersonal interactions around vaccination and other things. Mm. Uh, and then I'm, I'm trying desperately to repair my shoulder and I, I'm resisting going to physical therapy. I know I should go to physical therapy probably, but I also am kind of like, oh, they're just going to tell me to do all these exercises that I know I should be doing. So I'm, I'm starting by trying to do them. Do you have like a tennis, uh, like injury i don't know i actually think it's an internet injury i think it's Mm. just overuse it's the right side Mm. i think it's like a mouse clicking thing it could i mean when i play tennis i actually feel totally fine and Mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm still working on it but okay so lots of stretching this week i've been just stretching a ton which Mm -hmm. feels good yeah okay hmm we will discuss this offline. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shake my finger at you while we record this podcast. You can. I. I, I can take it. No. 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 <laughs> no. But. But we'll talk about it. And uh, you know, the fact is, I am married to a rock climber, and rock climbers have shoulder issues. And uh, yes. I am married to a person who like does a ton of rehabilitation on his shoulder. So there, we will discuss your okay. shoulder. All right. Um. I'm going to start. Let me just clear up the Sandra O thing right away because I totally uh, like (laughs) it's the most boring connection. And that is I'm starting to watch Grey's Anatomy. That's the only connection. Okay, so let me just start with TV because you said I love TV and you also said Sandra O. And I also love TV. I seriously love TV. And I, you know, for many, many years, I just didn't watch TV when my kids were younger. And now I've sort of returned to a habit of my growing up, which was my parents and I, after dinner, we'd go watch TV. And, you know, those are the days long before cable, long before mm-hmm. Netflix. You know, there were three networks and, you know, eventually there was HBO and Showtime and that was exciting. But, you know, I I really like to just hang out and, you know, watch a show together. So I have started Grey's Anatomy, which is the show that, you know, many people have watched for many years we are now just watching it, and it's really fun to have something both sort of completely fluffy and also, you know, there are moments of, like, real character. And Sandra Oh is just a remarkable actor. So it's she really, is, yeah. 
it's so great to like be in her company, even in this funny vehicle, you know? So that's I'm a one big thing fan I, of curmudgeonly late adoption, Asha. So it's fine that they're what, like 19 seasons in and you're just watching it. I'm cool like with that. that. No, but do you know how great that is to just know that there's this unlimited unlimited? Not, you, you are know, set. No, the, the whole longevity of it is a big selling point for me right now because yeah. we could sit and watch five episodes and then just be like, that's nothing. <laughs> uh, OK. Maybe too much information. Okay. I am also reading um, quite a bit, actually. And right now I'm reading The Testaments by Margaret Atwood, oh which is so the, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, just such a pleasure to be sort of, you know, like absorbing Margaret Atwood's, not only her words, but her thinking. You know, she is such an incredibly intelligent, um, just sharp person. Um Actually, that reminds me, I listened to her on a podcast once with a really, just a really great interview, and and she was just so unbelievably smart. And anyway, so I'm reading that. I also read Circe by Madeline Miller, which was a really fun, sort of like, in the same way that Wicked is like a fictionalization of the Wicked Witch of the West from her mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. Circe is a fictionalization of, uh, you know, Greek mythological character from the Odyssey, and I am a huge fan of Greek mythology. Read the Odyssey when I was a kid, believe it or not, the kids version. Loved it. So that was fun. And I'm also um, I'm also reading some poetry. I started with a Mary Oliver anthology because every time I come across a Mary Oliver poet poem, it just, you know, touches me to the core. And the fact is, I've never spent time with really any kind of poetry. And I thought, you know what? This is the time. So I asked for some suggestions. Um on social media and got some suggestions about which book to start with. And so mm. I've been reading some poetry. Lovely. So that has been wonderful. Um, and then as always, I'm walking a lot and taking pretty much daily neighborhood walks with my daughter, which has been one of the highlights of my summer. Mm. Um, you know, I'm about, she's about to move out. She's like moving, you know, a thousand miles away. And so these walks have just been, grounding in so many ways. I can't even say enough about it. Um, just really focusing on my connections, um, really focusing on on the little tiny things that help each day get better. My exercise, my connections with friends, my walks. Um, I'm just really trying to keep my focus, you know, you know, limited to about 24 hours. You know, what's happening in the next 24 hours? Mm-hmm. Where am I right now? And then taking baby steps. And I can't always do it, but when I can do it, it does help me feel a lot better. Yeah, that's lovely. So, so lovely. I love imagining uh, you and your daughter walking around the neighborhood and just those, I don't know, it would feel like every outing feels there are feelings around it. So yeah, I, I'm feeling them and I'm not even there. So <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. yeah, someday yeah. I feel like I, I could write a whole book about those walks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you will. Okay, friends, we have more to chat about. We'll continue our conversation after a quick break. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. 
I Love How Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, friends. We are back. We're doing a fall check-in, and we're going to start off this part of the show talking about home life because, hey, we're still all at home a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I will admit I have returned to, uh, I wouldn't say obsessing, but paying attention to food supply and managing our inventory. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I actually do find pleasure in that, so it's not just being crazy and apocalyptic in mindset. But um, otherwise, we are thinking about some small updates around the house, like a return to nicer rugs again, now that we're out of the intense puppy phase with our dog. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, he has been house trained for ages and ages. But um, yeah, like I think uh, I think we can return to that. Um, And just it's been super hot here in the Boston area, like crazy hot. And so um, we're just really appreciating the fact that we have air conditioning. It's like a little magic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm remembering that in very small settings, I still love hosting. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We celebrated my mom's 85th birthday this week. Um, and oh, I she saw your picture. I just, I love her so much. You know, I shared this, but she said, we asked her, um, you know, what birthday has been your favorite? And she said this one. And I thought, mm it's so great to live in the moment like that. And mm. there would be any number of reasons why she might say like, Oh, this year's terrible and whatever, but she mm-hmm. just, she's just in the moment always. And I love that. Mm. Um, and like you, you had mentioned this before the, the break, but um, I'm just trying to be a little more intentional about not, not being as much of a hermit. Cause that's sort of my default and um, carving out, one-on-one time with friends. So actually mm-hmm. tonight I'm going out to dinner uh, on a patio with a, mm-hmm. a friend who I care very much about and haven't seen in like pretty much all summer. Mm. And that just feels uh, very normal and healthy. John was like, oh. you need to get out more girl. <laughs> <laughs> and not, and that, and sitting at Violet's basketball games, like doesn't count. You need like yeah. actual time where it's like you interacting with another human. <laughs> well, and I think honestly, in all seriousness, not only, you know, taking in the the pleasure and the energy, like the 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 loving energy that comes from that, but also honestly just accepting the potential awkwardness of it too. Because mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. fact is 
we're still in that place of <laughs> of kind of like how do we do this like how do how do we have conversations again i i know a lot of people are still saying things like that that we're still suffering the social effects of lockdown and and of not seeing people and of having to re sort of re, rekindle our own conversational skills how do you have small talk when life is so different how do you just reconnect when Maybe you haven't talked to somebody in a really long time. You know, these are all just little things that it's temporary. You know, mm-hmm. this this feeling of like, well, this is strange, but it's it's enough of a thing that it, it, it makes it very easy to, to not reach out to people. And I'm so glad you're doing that because you may or may not feel that with this friend. But if you do, it's just a temporary, normal thing. I think so many of us are feeling it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been mm-hmm. an interesting time because it's. I think we talked about this on another episode where I've also been realizing like some relationships. Yeah, it's, I'm kind of fine, like not seeing that person. But I, mm-hmm. I really I did a little exercise with myself thinking, OK, who do I just feel super connected to? We see eye to eye on a lot of things. We have similar like our lives are similar in in scope of what we're doing. And we could both talk about that. And it actually feels conversational versus very mm-hmm. one way. And like, this mm-hmm. was the first person that came to mind and I instantly mm. texted her and then, and we set up a date, which was great. Um, mm. I also, can I, this goes in the self bucket, but can I share on air something that something else I did last Please. week that was really monumental Yes, is I went back to the hairdresser for the first time in two years. Oh boy. <laughs> no more, no more dog scissors. No more dog scissors. Hairs. Yes. And, um, it was a big deal because I found somebody new because I was sort of angry. I had COVID anger related anger towards my old stylist. Mm. Didn't officially break up with him, but just found someone new and it ended up being like a woman owned business. And there were many reasons why I loved this place. Mm. Um, anyway, I spent all the money on my hair and it was so worth it. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I know you, you do this like annually. And I know that it's such a like feeling of like, just, it's a good feeling of, of caring. I'm, I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And it felt perfectly safe, by the way. Okay, so, great. Anyway. That's great. That's great. <sighs> good, 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 good. Okay. Um, so we're talking about home. Let's see. Um <laughs> I am actually wrapping my head around the fact that uh very shortly my home will only be occupied by my husband and me. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it is an interesting thing to walk around your home and realize that that, you know, like we will be able to sit at the dining room table and have private conversations without other people sitting or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. literally how we use our house will change. Um, and I of course can't really imagine it. I will only really be able to imagine it or understand it once we get back home. But um, I I'm, I'm sort of walking around my house thinking about that and um, noting some of the home maintenance projects that, Literally for my, you know, children's entire childhood, I would say, I don't really have time for that. I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to spend my time doing that. Well, now I think I want to spend my time doing stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Stuff like really cleaning out the file cabinet or whatever. Um, I think the other thing is that, you know, we're going to be home more often again this fall. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not going to be going many places. So I'm, I'm really just thinking about the fact that, like, I am excited about cooking the kinds of meals that my husband and I like as opposed to family meals that are, you know, I don't know. Like I like the idea of fewer people having thoughts about what we have for dinner. (laughs) That's a very diplomatic way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, the fact is my kids, you know, they are, they, they really grew out of their childhood finickiness. So it's not that I'm not complaining about them exactly. However, 
I just, I'm excited about that. I feel like there's a piece of creativity there that I'm going to get to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speaking of creativity, you know, the other thing is, is my garden. I know I go on and on about my garden all the time. It's not like I'm some great gardener. I don't think I really am at this point, but I do feel like I spend at least 15 minutes every day in my garden, um, clipping, weeding, trimming, whatever. And it is the thing that has just kept me most consistently grounded. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm feeling super grateful for my home right now. As for hosting, I mean, I have a couple nice outdoor spots and I have like a couple plastic chairs on the front lawn. Um, that's where I feel comfortable, you know, hanging out yeah, with people. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, pretty much we're back to not having anyone in our home. So mm-hmm. that's going to have to wait in some way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel like there's a real limited, mm-hmm. real limited window here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I thought it would be good to check in on kids. We've kind of mm. touched on some of that. But yes. obviously, uh, we also have a lot of listeners who have kids. Um, so I thought this would be, and also they're just part of our lives. Mm. Um, I will see my, say my anxiety is pretty high. <laughs> Mm. on behalf of my beloved 10-year-old Violet. Um, Obviously, she is not eligible for a vaccine yet. So that um, just colors a lot of stuff um, Mm -hmm. around back to school in particular. Though I am grateful our district implemented a mask mandate a couple weeks ago. I think Massachusetts is, in general, is heading that way or has had it by the time this airs. I think that may be official. so hopefully, you know, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed. I mean, we already got school hasn't even started and by at the time that we're recording this and we already got like the first high school covid mm. <laughs> covid notice from the sort of preseason sports um week. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well we're just going to try to roll with it as best as we can. Um mm-hmm. the other big thing that you know about Asha is that college applications will be doing those this fall. Mm. Like OMG. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, but I'm, I'm really happy because I, I said this months ago that there's so much, obviously so much stress around this and for lots of people. And I have just wanted to remain curious and laid back about it. Mm-hmm. And that's been really great. I, mm-hmm. I told my daughter, uh, the other week, I said, you know, there there are two truths about this whole thing. One is that anything can happen. You know, like you could be a great student and just fall through some cracks or whatever. Um, you know, maybe you're like not as strong a student, but then you get into some of these places you didn't expect to. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And two, there are a million great places to go to. Mm-hmm. So I think that peace of mind is um, and kind of level setting has been good for us. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. I'm so glad to, gosh, I'm so glad to hear you say that because it really is such an exciting time. And also, right. It's, you know, it's sort of like uh, putting all your hopes into this black box and then shaking it, you know, especially for them, Yeah, especially for them, you know? So anyway, clearly I have many, many thoughts about it, but, um, but I'm excited for you. And I also just really wish I could give you a big hug and Violet, a big hug of just empathy around, the, the experience of of needing to go back to school before you're eligible for a vaccine, what it must be like for parents, families who are I, I, I think it's just an impossible situation for so many. And um, I have a ton of just tenderness for parents right now. Um, 
you know, my kids are both vaccinated and I feel unbelievably grateful for that. I feel very good about both of my kids' colleges' COVID protocols, understanding that nothing is foolproof. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is that they are vaccinated. And I so I feel, um, you know, I feel as good as I can about that. Um, And I just um, I I think there's so much more to talk about for the pressures on parents of school age children right now. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been some really incredible just first person accounts um, I've seen floating around. I think there was a great um, I don't know if it was a New York Times opinion essay or an Atlantic essay. I'll have to link it up in the show notes just written by someone basically saying, you know what? We parents are not okay. Oh yeah. You know, the Atlantic. Yeah. The Atlantic. Yes. Um, I I think, I think that's huge. And I think that, um, you know, for me now as the parent of adult kids, adult, you know, my daughter's 18. So, um, and my son's 21. Um, the, the interesting pressure around that, whereas clearly the vaccination thing is not an issue for us. The issue is that they are independent people. And so for me, the job is to really release the fact that I don't control their whereabouts, their choices, what they decide to do about, uh, you know, socializing or their own, um, you know, their own limits around safety. Um, I am really so very Proud to say that I feel like the choices that they make, I feel really good about. And I also understand that it's not their job to tell me about all their choices. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they're living their own lives now. And I certainly don't expect that my son is telling me every single little tiny thing about his life. And and that's fine. That's his life, you know. So it's it's a different sort of pressure. Um, we all feel it. And um, but but I, I don't know. But I but I especially think parents of, of school age kids, like I said, under 12, there's a, there's a special, you know, difficulty for them right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, my dear. Well, we have more to talk about. We're going to talk about work stuff and then Mm -hmm. I don't know, just like general miscellaneous stuff after a quick Mm -hmm. break. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. 
Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you you listen to your podcasts. All right, folks, we're back. And we thought we would spend a little time talking about what's going on with us work-wise. In my case, it will be a very little bit of time because <laughs> I am at a, uh, I am actually at a significant um, pivot point in terms of my work life, um, simply because I think everything in these last maybe four to five years has brought me to a true place of um, transformation. You know, political. You know, I I sort of changed everything in my life back in 2016 with the presidential election, and I really pivoted from you know sort of the stuff that I was writing about to um, you know political activism and writing in that direction. So it was a real sort of I guess you would say at this point, a period of public service uh, mm-hmm. that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And now with um, COVID and with the changes in my family, my dad's passing away in, in early 2020 with the changes in my kids, they're growing up and leaving. My husband is changing careers. So much change around me that it has really led me to a place of um, it's really time to just go go back to basics now that I'm you know, past that grief and I can actually think about things and I'm having ideas about things again, it's time to not start over, but it is time to start again, I think. So I um, I am taking a period of this early empty nest time to really recalibrate and retool, return to my values, do a little bit of reflection, but also um, I'm, I've enrolled in some college classes. So Interestingly, mm-hmm. you were talking about the Netflix show, The Chair. Mm-hmm. I've enrolled in English classes. So I'm interested actually in sort of delving back into literature and and reading even more than writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much need to be a learner and a listener for some period of time. So I, I'm sort of considering this a bit of a sabbatical professionally mm-hmm. um, with the intention of um, really like getting some concrete next steps on the books. Uh, they're yeah. just not there yet. So are they like online classes or do you no. go to campus or Portland State University? Mm-hmm. I am planning on going to college classes. Um, oh, my gosh. This, oh, Asha, uh, that's going to be so awesome for you. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's funny. Part of me is like, am I just projecting onto my kids experience? Possibly. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, I being in a col- being on a college campus, you know, I'm very very excited to say that um, Portland State University has both a vaccine mandate and mask mandate. And not only do they have a vaccine mandate where they ask you if you're vaccinated, they are literally verifying it with the state. 
and uh-huh. it's like, oh, dang. Okay, yeah. So no I fa- feel no pretty fake good cards about here. <laughs> no, 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 and no. Just you know, I'm gonna fill in this checkbox and not worry about it. Yeah, so yeah. I feel um, at, at the moment I haven't started classes yet. Uh, the classes that I've enrolled in are very, very small. So I don't. I wouldn't be sitting in a large lecture hall. I'm still working out what it what it feels like. I mean, class doesn't start for another month, so things can change a lot between now and then. We'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see. That's so, so exciting. So, yes, uh, professionally, I am most definitely at a pivot point. So yeah. we shall see what how that how that plays out. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll just say work is a lot. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually would like to work a little less, but, uh, mm-hmm. I also am grateful, deeply grateful for employment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I spend a lot of my time as creative director for, uh, an agency that, um, uh, mm-hmm. working on campaigns and helping organizations kind of get their message out. And so that's been really quite busy that never slowed down in the pandemic. It only got busier actually, since so mm-hmm. many of our clients are health and education focused. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, I've been editing. I actually have already booked some, been approached to book some um, digital speaking events, which is great and can happen anytime, Um, but have been canceling some in-person things, which is Mm -hmm. both sad, but also the absolute correct decision personally for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, as you know, the great unexpected joy this year has been writing and I mean, it's, it's like, I could talk for an hour about this. I'm so excited about your writing. It almost, I can't believe it. Like I, I've, I think I've said that here before that I had a goal at the beginning of the year to place one article, hopefully in some kind of major media outlet. And it was more of just a, like, can I do this kind of question? Um, Mm -hmm. It was always something I wanted to do. It was something to which I devoted zero effort. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just wanted somebody to like invite me. And I've now like had over a dozen pieces published in Mm. various places. Over Um, a dozen. I know. I know. Isn't that weird? And so, yeah, I've been doing a lot for CNN and then um, have had pieces in the Washington Post and Boston Globe magazine. And they're also they're also they're very different, you know, like different styles of writing, which is so interesting to me. So it's been so gratifying and more than stacking up bylines it's been for me about um helping people feel seen in their experience and their struggles and giving a lot of people say to me the the way that you write and and share ideas um articulates what's been in my head but I haven't been able to get out mm. and that's just incredibly gratifying you know to me I just I I want to help I've always wanted to just help mm-hmm. <laughs> so um mm-hmm. that's been wonderful like really mm-hmm. wonderful, unexpected, and such a blessing. So I'm just I'm grateful to do the work. Oh, gosh, I'm so I'm so excited about. I'm so proud of you. Like I, <laughs> I'm going to get googly if we talk about this too much. But <laughs> let me just uh, let me just say one thing, and that is, you know, you you just said you kind of wanted to like put zero effort into it and have somebody invite you. I'm totally going to push back on that because you a did not put zero effort into it. Even if, you know, there was definitely some pitching and and stuff like that involved. But I think it's always important to say that sometimes what looks like zero effort um, is really 
10 to 15 years of consistent effort over your career. Right. Okay. When I think yes. about the <laughs> when I think about the relationships you've created, the quality of the work that you've put out and mo like almost just as importantly like the professionalism, the fact that you do such good work reliably on time, I mean your work habits, you have put in so much effort and mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You you know, you didn't want to necessarily have to pound the pavement, you know, and all that stuff with everything else you're doing. But everything that you have done up until now has led up to this. And you're now seeing, you know, I, I'm just excited that this this sort of different um, channel is seeing the um, real gift of your work. I, oh, I just am you. that like I, I I don't remember his name, but your Boston Globe editor oh my tweeted something. Oh my gosh, <laughs> tweeted something out about you know how great it is to work with you. And I saw that tweet. And it was like somebody else knows. Somebody else knows how great it is to work with Christine Co. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know, but he said it on Twitter, and I was just in a public forum. I almost, ah. I really, I believe my my comment was lays down dead. I, <laughs> oh, I that was, was just, amazing. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Very generous and and lovely. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's me going on about Christine Co., which I do <laughs> all the time in various places. Uh, really, your writing has, um, I have felt seen reading many of those pieces, and I think it's um, an unbelievably important work. And Thank I'm, you. I'm so glad you're doing it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, um, shall we just move on to like the last bucket in our yeah, let's <laughs> episode, do it. which is miscellaneous because life is mostly miscellaneous. It sure it's is. like all these other things, but then, you know, the 80% <laughs> of it really is miscellaneous. Uh, so I would say here, you know, my big, big thing in my life is I'm spending a lot of time, um, supporting my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, as you all know, my dad passed away suddenly in February of 2020 and my mom is living a life that she never expected to live. And, um, and it's hard. It's really, really hard. And, um, and she needs a lot of help. And so, um, I'm helping her a lot. I'm an only child. I live, uh, far away from her. So we, uh, we do something now that we never have done ever before. And that is we talk every day. And so, uh, pretty much every day, uh, we talk on the phone. I'm, um, helping her with a lot of the sort of logistical details of her life. Um, she's doing a lot of work on the house to fix it up. She's thinking about how long she wants to live there and what her next moves are. I mean, these are big things to talk about when you never expected to talk about them. And, uh, you know, someday we'll, you know, depending upon, I'll, I'll talk to her about it and see how she feels, but I, I think it would be a really great thing to actually discuss this stuff on the podcast someday. Cause mm -hmm. you know, like supporting, I know we've talked about this before, supporting aging parents or, you know, being a caregiver, um, in various ways, I just feel like there's so much about that process that we just don't hear about or talk about, except in these sort of large, somewhat looming terms. And there's a lot of beauty and joy in it, even though there's also a lot of sadness and hardship. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, 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 that is a huge part of the rest of my life right now. Um, and uh, the last thing I'll say about that for now is that I have noticed it's really easy for me to get too focused on the work of it all, you know, like, let's get this person, you know, let's get this problem solved and that problem solved and let's call the doctor and let's do this. And, um, you know, getting really super focused on those details and then losing track of, of actually the joy of just spending time together, 
laughing about things, asking the kinds of questions that you always think ah, I should ask my mom someday about mm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Um, so I'm really trying to bring myself back to the joy of just spending time together um, in, in however ways we can. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And I, I should say it's, you know, no small feat to be helping her through this phase of life since y'all live in different states like that adds mm-hmm. another layer of of challenge so mm. um I yes. think it's wonderful you talk mm. every week um i mean every day uh my mom would be thrilled if that happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know again that's not like it, it that's not like call your mom every day folks that's no, not me I saying know. that yep. it is what it's what uh what we need to do for both of us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um it 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 changes your relationship when you have a regular conversation with somebody, even if it's a once a week thing or a once every two weeks thing. If it's something that you can count on and it's not just a, hey, I was just thinking about you calling you. It's a completely different situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, I will um, close out my miscellaneous bucket. Uh, I'll just be really brief and share that uh, I lost a family member this past week. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. And also, uh, as is very appropriate for her spirit, really thinking about how to enjoy and delight in the very small things around me and all of those moments and all of those things that I, I and my family that we still have capacity to do, um, you know, whether it's dog therapy, even though I told you before the call, James and I got in a fight yesterday, um, (laughs) today we (laughs) shall repair. I am determined. Mm. Um, and as I said, making an effort to see people who I feel deeply connected to enjoying little things like Laurel's smoothie parfaits, all these little things. I just, um, I just want to be present, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I think the other thing that is very hyper local around here is, um, our city elections are coming up. And, um, so we have preliminary elections, in a couple weeks. And so I'm thinking about how to best support candidates. So you meant this, I thought of this cause you mentioned, um, you know, your window of real service and thinking, okay, here we go again, we're back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll be thinking a lot about that. And I think actually kind of doing quiet activism, if that makes sense. Oh, um, it makes sense around mm-hmm. this particular round of elections. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those those are the things that are on my mind right now. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, no, a quiet activism is a topic I hope we will discuss more. Um as you know, our dear friend Karen Walrund, who we have interviewed on this podcast is actually going to be coming out with a book this fall, um all about this notion of uh, it's bigger than just quiet activism. Mm-hmm. It's all it's it's basically about how to bring your values to your work without burning yourself out. This book called the light makers manifesto is going to be out, I think in November. Mm. Um, and it's all about that. So I think this is a huge topic of conversation. I hope I know I'm, I'm investigating it. My activism has certainly changed. So this yeah. is something I hope we will talk about. Yeah, for sure. All right, Asha. Well, it's time for us to close out. I would love to hear what your next edit is for this episode. All right. So my next edit I, I think <laughs> I am thinking a lot about very basic self-care right now, like food, water and sleep and connections. Like I'm talking about foundational Maslow's hierarchy of needs, basic needs right now. And <laughs> I, you know, we laugh about that. But honestly, I think the anxiety of this particular period of time 
has has hit us hard. And I know that may not apply to every person who's listening to this podcast, but so many people right now, I feel, are just really dealing with a lot of change and a lot of anxiety and fear. And I feel like this is a really good time to shore up the basics. And so my next edit is to make yourself a really good meal. And by good, (laughs) I mean a nourishing meal that is really like good and healthy in terms of what your body needs, but also something that would be thoroughly delicious to you. And so what's delicious to you may not be the same thing that's delicious to me, but I know for me, when I'm just really feeling all over the place, I sometimes like there's a cafe down the street. They make this amazing hazelnut chicken salad. It's so delicious. Yeah. That's what I want. And like, I will go there and I will spend the eight bucks to get this chicken salad. And really nourishes me in more ways than one. So make yourself a good meal, buy it if you need to, but give yourself some good nourishment, however that looks for you. It's a place to start. I love it. I love it. I actually, this was not how I was going to frame my, your next edit, but my, my directive could be have somebody else make you a good meal. (laughs) (laughs) My point was going to be, I was, I'm thinking about this friend I'm going to see tonight. And my point is, uh, text somebody, set up a walk or a dinner or whatever it takes to connect with somebody who you truly feel like a lovely relationship with. It's an actual conversation that goes both ways. If you can infer from my, what I'm saying, like I've had a lot of very one directional conversations lately that Mm -hmm. have been a little frustrating. So Mm -hmm. somebody who you really can just be in relationship with um, thoroughly. And I'm just, uh, you know, the weather it's, it's, hot here right now, but I know we're kind of running out of patio time too, in some ways, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there'll be a few months left. So you know, take advantage of a patio somewhere, meet up with somebody and just uh, nourish a relationship because I think those connections are what are going to help get us through this, this next challenging wave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Ah, gosh, as always, there's so much more to say, isn't there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much more to say. Uh, okay, friends, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to the resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. Chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show, or send us an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about us. Thanks so much for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.